Why are you trying it's to fr- scare me like that? It's Friday the 13th. It is Friday the 13th. Hello, newsies. The news is, check your calendars. It's Friday the 13th. And I couldn't let Friday the 13th in October go by. Well, not just October. Schlocktober. I couldn't let that go by that without without attempting one of the dumbest things I've ever done. <laughs> You're... An admirable maniac I, in your commitment to things. I went on vacation last weekend, and I didn't get back until Monday. Um, and so over the course of three days, starting Tuesday, I watched 10 Friday the 13th films. Uh, in three days, which I do not recommend to anyone. I watched zero. Yeah, no, of course you didn't. Why would you do that? No, this is not. This is not okay. See, no, this is, the, this is like. Listen, Scott is here. Scott knows. No way, Kate. Watch this. No, Kate. Lo- Kate not. loves herself too much to subject herself to this. Well, I'm also a big sissy, but that's very sweet of you. Um, I. I just feel like this could have been avoided if you wanted to watch Spooky Buddies. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I would ra- I would rather watch any of these movies than one Spooky Buddy. Really? Yeah. Even yeah. Jason Goes to Space. Especially Jason Goes to Space. <laughs> Even Jason Goes to Hell and Manhattan. Over Spooky Buddies? Yes. Over mostly anything else, no. Okay. Like I'd wa- I'd rather watch the Hocus Pocus sequel twelve times than any any of these. I am. So. We can do that. I I can watch that. <laughs> Maybe next year for one of your. I have to watch a kids movie, and Alex will watch a scary one. And we have we already have things plotted out. You know what we have plotted out for the next I do next, know what we next two weeks. So they'll so they'll be good. So we're not we're not we're not. I'm not making you watch any kids movies this 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 year. No, Maybe I'm next a, year I'm I'll, a big girl this year. <laughs> No, you're not. Um, Come on. <laughs> I, I sat through um, once bitten. Yes, you. <laughs> like a big girl. Yes, you did. Like a, like a big girl. They were having um, sex in coffins. Yeah. Uh, um, Joshua says, I'm in the midst of it on my own, watching the first one for the very first time. Well, listen. <clears throat> if you don't know how the first, spoiler alert, for all of these movies, if you have not watched any of them, uh, if 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 you've not it's watched been like thirty five years, so like I'm just saying, if you spoilers. want, if, if you haven't seen any of these and you want to, God, why? But if you want to and you don't want to be spoiled, then I guess come back and watch this after you've seen all of the films. Now, uh, I I will say I did not watch Freddy versus Jason because according to my which, which is honestly, everyone says is like the most fun thing that Jason was ever in. Um, because according to my psychosis, that means I would have to watch all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies before I could watch that one, too. So maybe next year I'll watch all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh, and then I'll watch Freddy vs. Jason and I'll review that while you review Hocus Pocus 2. I love that plan for us. Okay. And That's also... Cool. 
I love that you justified why you didn't watch that. As if I watched 10 movies in three days wasn't no, enough. But, but like that, I almost just watched that one and reviewed it, but I hadn't seen any of the movies that preceded it. And I, you, I got I to gotta know continuity, Kate. I got to know where everything came from. You know how I am. Oh, it's all about the long-term storytelling. I'm not jumping into the mania match between Freddie and Jason without watching all the stuff that led up to it. I'll be lost. They're not going to do a full, uh, like a one of those vignettes before the match that catches me up, but gets me up to speed. They could edit the Vince McMahon stunner for all you know. Like it could be completely off if you mm-hmm. do that. But mm-hmm. I think it's brave of you to think that they would they care as much about continuity as you do. But they don't. Because I will tell I... you right now from watching this <laughs> franchise, they do not care about continuity. They were all. Um, I I didn't know. I knew there were a lot of them. I did not know there were 10 of them. And I did not know that they... It doesn't matter because I didn't watch any of them. But I didn't know he went to space. And I didn't know he went to Manhattan. Um, So I don't know why in the 80s everything also... It was like we did a movie and now that movie also takes place in Manhattan. And very often also took place in space. um, I will say this. The first... Well, the the first movie is a different movie. And then they were like, okay, well now we're going to make new movies from that like a spin-off of that but episodes two three and four are the same damn movie okay um uh five is a wild departure that failed miserably and they were like this movie never happened uh so six is a completely is a, is like six is also a sequel to four <laughs> Got it. five just didn't take place um five has been uh, rejected by its own mother y- yeah um so like they're no they're yeah anyway so like they, they were like this is this is getting boring we can't just have a lumbering idiot in a hockey mask stalking teens around a lake forever let's figure out ways of making it fresh it's new space. and interesting so space is their third idea of making something new and interesting <laughs> what there goes the- it goes let's let's take him from a lake to new york city wild uh that was the first one they were like what if we had what if we had jason battle a teenage girl with uh psychokinetic powers that's idea number two and then idea number three was space they 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 just they only had those were the that's the that is the progression so what one was the best one and what one was the worst one it sounds like five was the worst uh no i honestly like five would Five would have been interesting if it wasn't a Friday the 13th thing at all. Got it. Okay. You know, it was a Scooby-Doo episode more than anything else. It was like a whodunit because it can't be Jason. So who could it possibly be? Uh-huh. That that kind of thing. That, that's that was is it's a copycat killer deal. Got um, it. Um, but so, yeah, but five. But yeah, no, no. My my <sighs> favorite is a dirty word. Um, uh, the the easiest to watch was probably in space because it was just dumb, and um, uh, and it was all a bunch of uh Canadian actors, um, just having fun on a soundstage, um, and then um, the the worst is all of them. 
I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing redeeming about any of these movies. I can't believe they had, they had that many, like it was a, it was a phenomenon in the eighties with the, with the slasher movies. You had to have like slash, got to have all the slashing, you know, like it it just, I, I don't understand how this movie had that kind of, those kind of legs, you know, like how, how did that, how did this keep, how did it keep going? I mean, because the reason why is because they were making the movie for $2 million and then it made $15 million and that's a tidy enough profit in the eighties. Just keep churning them out. Sure. People are going to people, if people are going to keep coming to see your movies, just keep making them. And, and eventually they were like, you know, well, it was like 18 to 20 million for a while. Then it was down to 15 million. They were like, people aren't seeing this movie enough. We should definitely take him to Manhattan. And then it actually, that movie made less than all the other movies. So yeah, there there was there was a time where there was literally a Friday the Thirteenth movie every year for four or five straight years. I guess they couldn't call movies. The Rock like that's what you do no. when you have a ten movie franchise. That's yeah, that's starting yeah. to, to right. bow in the middle. Yeah. All right, so Friday the Thirteenth Part One. Um, every is the the trivia question is how many killers was uh jason the, the killer of blah 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 and 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 everyone forgets that he wasn't the killer in the first one um because the first one uh he was actually being avenged um it's it's a it's a bunch of this begins a lot of the tropes of um you can't have sex as a teenager in a slasher movie or you'll get killed sure mostly while having sex like it's just it's one of those deals um but um they never they do a lot of like jaws stuff with this like they never show you the killer in the first movie okay was that uh, at is, least cinematically which, interesting i mean it's it's fine it's just it, it makes me go uh, i don't know if 60 year old mrs Voorhees has the strength to like chop a guy in half with an axe you know what i mean like and i guess Fair. that's the whole point um but uh, Kevin Bacon, I believe, is in this one. I, this is uh, full, full full disclosure. This is the one I paid the least attention to because it's the one I had, I had watched multiple times before. Sure. Because it's it's the first one. And you expect the first one to be like, oh, well, all the sequels, obviously, a law of diminishing returns. The first one will be fantastic. And it, at least it had like the swerve of it was actually Mrs. Voorhees, uh, the mother of the boy who years ago drowned in Crystal Lake. While at camp, uh, because all of the t- all the counselors were having premarital sex, and doing drugs, and drinking the alcohol, and they should have been watching my boy, who wasn't a swung swimmer. So that's why I had to kill all of you. None of you are the same counselors who were here before. Those people have all grown up and moved away. And rather than trying to track them down and actually exact revenge on the people who actually were responsible for the death of my boy, I'm going to kill all of you. Um, and then, um, did it feel like they were making like a statement or like, was this like a drinking and sex is bad statement or this was just a trope? uh, I, I don't think so. It's just a trope. It's just a thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't think we're trying to make a statement. No, if if you, I feel like you can tell like when they go out of their way to like, I'm going to say something. uh, Maybe, but nah. I don't think so. If I had to ask, um, probably not. So, uh, the, um, the, anyway, it comes down to the Mrs. Voorhees, 
who reveals herself as the killer to the last counselor. And then the Lance Counselor has to avoid Mrs. Voorhees running through the camp. And eventually they have a fight. And the and the and the last counselor, Alice, picks up um a machete and decapitates Mrs. Voorhees. And then because she's so rooted out by everything, she decides she's gonna like take a rowboat out into the middle of the lake to make sure that nobody else can get to her while she's freaking out. And she just falls asleep in the row in the rowboat. And then the cops pull up in their weird, like late seventies station wagon cop cars, and uh, with a little little thing on the top, it goes wee, and that like it looks like you put a one of those little red bubble things on top of an old late late model <laughs> Ford station wagon. Anyway, um, they're like calling to her from the dock. Hey, hey, are you all right out there? And she wakes up barely, and then, which is supposed to be a dream. Uh, the rotting corpse of a little boy leaps up out of the water and attacks her and pulls her into the lake. And that's the end of the movie. They like don't they don't explain that. Like, is that how did the boy? Was that a dream or? And you only find it as a dream in the in part two. But like, that's the the whole idea. That's such uh, a I cop out. It was all yeah, a dream. I don't remember when in the first movie if they even mention it. Like that he was horribly deformed like he had a, he he was like his 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 skull is misshapen his one of his eyes is way low over here and his jaws all wonky and everything they they make him deformed in different ways in different movies because they have different makeup directors and nothing's consistent hello that's my thing but um but in 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 part 2 he's just uh revealed to still be alive i don't know if it was like living in the lake or he didn't actually drown, and his mom didn't know he didn't actually drown. Is he a Loch Ness or, monster? I don't know. Um, but the first thing he does is stalk and kill the woman who, who's now, uh, well, not woman, girl, twenty-ish, who killed his mom. Um, That's sweet. They're both like murdering for each other. Yeah, I know. Like you avenged me, mom. I'll avenge you. Um, and uh, but he stalks her throughout her house. It's like you know a lot of jump scares, and oh my god, it's the cat. And then she opens the refrigerator, and it's the severed head of the woman she chopped the head off of. Um, yeah, See, it's because I don't watch these. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, and then uh, and then she's killed by by Jason. Jason kills her. Um, so, so that's the go- only one that that's the only kill in the movie. No, God, no. That's the best. That's the opening of Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, okay. Is tying up the start. loose end of there was one girl that survived. Ha ha! No, she didn't. But you do think if you were watching the movie, I'm assuming for the first time, and you didn't know that it was going to follow her, the way that Halloween Part Two followed Jamie Lee Curtis. Like sure. okay. she survived the first one. She's the heroine of the whole franchise, right? Um, and no, they just kill her off. So now it's the now it's um. Uh, part two, he returns to Crystal Lake to guard it from all intruders. So he's just, he's just, that's what I'm reading in the synopsis. So he just goes back to Crystal Lake just to hang out, I guess. Um, five years later, a group of teenagers show up at Crystal Lake to reopen the the camp. Um, and they're going to be, they're in a counselor training center run by this, this guy who's, I'm going to conservatively say 34 and his 18 year old girlfriend and i'm just like nah well it's the 80s you know it's the early 80s it's like 82 81 um but uh 
So a bunch I'm just of- gonna say like as a blanket statement, if yeah. there's been like a mass killing and you're like, I'm gonna reopen that place, don't right. don't do it. Mm-hmm. Find yeah. a different venue. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool for death deathgasm, which is a great name for today. Fun fact, unless my cousin lied to me, my cousin went to high school with Amy Steele, the final girl in part two. That's cool. Amy Steele actually was one of the uh, better uh, actors in this thing. Um, but in all of these, uh, the final the final one. Um, but she, um, they're all there. She's like the, I don't know, second in command of this little counselor training program. But there's there's a bunch of like just archetypes, but they don't ever come back into play. There's the um, there's the like great athlete who was uh, paralyzed in a in a motorcycle in an accident, and I'm like, okay, so what's the what's going to be the interesting thing about this guy in a fight with with Jason? Like his his upper body is incredibly strong, but he 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 can't walk. So like, is there going to be a fight over the machete? With it, or like, no, he just he's just on a porch and takes a machete in the in the back of the head, and then rolls in his wheelchair down the stairs. Like, there's there was there was they they built up a bunch of different archetypes, only to never have them f- figure off. into anything. So it just it just mm, like I don't even understand why the guy was like, are you trying to like build characters, like just as characters, and then have them just die randomly without actually having any of those things pay off or whatever um it's not great it's not great at all um the last counselor uh jenny amy Steele, um she's able to run away and finds this um i don't know shanty in the woods it's obviously like nobody really lives there but it was built by a hobo or something um, so she goes inside thinking that somebody will, will protect her from Jason. Oh, this is also Jason is, um, uh, he's doesn't wear the hockey mask yet. He doesn't get that until halfway through part three. He's just got a bag on his head with one eye hole cut in it. Um, so he's Kip Sabian, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like a burlap sack as opposed okay. to a paper bag, but you get it. Um, so she goes in there and finds that there is a shrine built to the severed head of his mother. That's what she finds in there, which of course is very shocking. Um, she's um, she's able to fight back. Does he just against... carry her severed head around? Because wasn't it in the fridge? It was. Well, he brought it back, and now it's five years later, more decomposed in a shrine in the room in this little shanty he built in the woods near Crystal Lake. Not to be controversial. I mean, yeah. There's something off about that guy. <laughs> I feel like maybe some therapy would be some, good. Something's wrong know? with this guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, he, she fights back. She slams a, a machete down through his sh- shoulder by the collarbone. Uh, and he lies there. On, uh, oh, we, we, we pull off the, this is where we pull off the, 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 the hood, the little burlap sack and find he is horribly deformed. Um, uh, but, she, um, is that like from the lake, or he always was? That's you know? I don't know. I don't remember that ever being ex- explained. Okay. Like, did did he drown or did he not drown? Some of the later ones seem to think he was always supernatural. Like, he, okay, the, you, you couldn't kill him, even though even when he was a child. Some of the movies are like, no, no, the, this guy's a regular dude. He's just he's a psycho, and he's deformed and everything. 
and then we killed him, and that's the end of the movies. And then the next movie was like, just kidding. So like, it it doesn't, you know, they're yeah, they they see right. that would even annoy me. Get... That's not even just like an Alex thing. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a, something that annoyed mm-hmm. Kate if she was brave. So Jason's left for dead, and Ginny is taken away in an ambulance. Um. So Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Apparently, he's able to remove the thing from his shoulder. And the, the cops the, never the, were the, like the machete, we should machete. We should address I, this. I don't. I don't know. Like he, I don't know. Um, he's there's this little homestead, like a, a an old barn and an old property there, and and this girl who who like her uncle owns it, her parents own it, whatever, grandparents own it. But she's like, oh, I'm gonna bring all my friends to like it. It'll be great. Let's all hang out. Um. And it's all of these random, just rando people who live there. Her, she used to grow up. She used to spend time there. The guy that she like dated when she was like fourteen um, is still in town, and like still got the hots for her. And so, like you know, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, but uh, but do you want to go rolling the hay in the barn? It's a lot of that crap. Um, but uh, the the most important character in this. Maybe in the entire franchise is Shelly. Shelly is Shel- short for Sheldon. He is uh, he is short and a uh, little rotund, not not well not well put together in the face. Um, he is a theater major and loves to play dress up and loves to do scare. He loves to scare people because um, it's like why do you why do you always scare people? Like why do you play these pranks and stuff on people? Um, because uh like it makes you it makes you into an asshole this girl that he's he likes and whatever is just like when we were hanging out and talking you were a, you were a semi decent guy why do you do this to people why do you scare people um uh, because it, it's better to be an asshole than to be a nothing and i was like that's kind of profound and like explains a, a lot of People like when they're growing up and trying to figure out what the hell, like, yeah. like nobody cares about me unless I provoke them to like to hate me, and that's better. Um, anyway, that should um, be like a, an origin story of a villain, <laughs> like, that's yeah, a great, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> like, that should be Jason's backstory. <laughs> but the only, the, but the thing is, is that he uh, he's wearing a hockey mask while scaring somebody, and then he goes and investigates the barn. Um, where uh, several people have been murdered and their bodies are just lying lying there, but he he goes into the with these he's got the hockey mask with him, and then the neck and then he goes into the barn and you guys, you in here? And the next time we see Jason, he's wearing the hockey mask. So if so Shelly doesn't have the hockey mask, it, I don't know whose idea it was to like have Shelly scare people while wearing the hockey mask. Um, and then Jason to get the hockey mask, but that is iconic for the rest of the series. The hockey mask is Jason. It is. It, it's just a. It's just a weird thing that it felt like it was like a just as a as a wacky idea, just to do it, and then it became like the thing. The yeah, his so, signature. Is, yeah, yeah, so interesting. Um, but uh, everyone gets killed. Obviously. Oh, Friday the 13th Part 3 is part, Friday the 13th Part 3D. So this oh. is where, the, the uh, like, in really weird ways, the, like, like 
wave something like right up next to the lens of the camera. And if you're watching it not in 3D, as you only are now, um, it it was like, why are you waving that baseball bat right up next to the lens of the camera? Because in the theater, it'd be like, whoa, a baseball bat, you know? And okay, okay, like there was one. There's one. There's a bunch of um. Every every movie has a, a doomsayer. Okay. You're all you're all doomed. This this lake is cursed. Go away, or you'll all be killed. Every, I would simply every, listen. Yeah, it seems like crazy. Uh, but one guy's like holding out a. I I met Jason. He left me this. It's a, it's a token appreciation for me warning everyone of Lowndes Plate. Here, it's an eyeball! And he puts it right up to the next, and we're like, ah, they went away. I don't know if our, um, our younger friends will know, but mm-hmm. like, going to a movie with 3D glasses mm. was the highest technology experience one could have in the yeah. <laughs> yep. early 90s. It was an incredible treat. Mm-hmm. So Chris is the woman who is the final girl on this one. She seemingly kills him with an axe to the head at the end of uh, Friday the 13th, part three. So he um, just murders people until the this part. He just, he just murders people. Like, they're, they're just... I don't find this, any of these things scary because these are the movies that set up the tropes that have existed through horror movies for so long. Yeah. Day. So, so that even when, like the shock so, moments aren't shocking because you've no, seen this type of you, like, thing. No, they're not shocking. I know again. where that guy's, I know that guy's coming. If, if, if she thinks that um, Jason is hiding behind this door and opens it, 1 million percent, he's actually standing behind her. Right. And then he is. And like, but in 1982, people would not have known that yet and been like, Oh, <gasps> But I like I'm I'm or you know if like Kate in 2023 watched probably yeah right true true (laughs) um no but this is it's just it's fairly benign um there's not a lot of interesting kills either like later he will like find ways of like new garden implements to kill people with and stuff but not really here um yeah it just it is very odd but anyway so uh, so Chris. Seemingly kills him with an axe to the head. Um, and then uh, Friday the 13th, part four, which is probably, which definitely takes the cake for craziest moment. Okay. In the, in the franchise. We could have end. done little awards. Right. <laughs> we should have gone with like little different things. Of like, craziest yeah, moment. That would have, the craziest moment. Um, best kiss. Because uh, there were lots <laughs> and lots of sex. There's a lot of sex. Like there was one director who, like, the producers were, like, basically told me to put more sex scenes in there. And, like, as I, I basically filmed a porno in the woods. And then the MPAA was like, there's too much sex in this. You have to edit it all out. And I told the producers while they were making me shoot more sex scenes, I was like, they're just going to make this all, you can't release a movie with this much sex in it. And they were like, no, more sex. I want more sex. And so, and then they, the MPAA so made them. The him... Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Have yeah. these weird sex scenes for no reason, all for them to be cut out. Yeah, there's a lot. Also, there is a, a, I'm going to guess, a very uh, exponentially higher preponderance of skinny dipping in these movies than anywhere else in nature. <laughs> like, everyone just, just co-ed 
just not people they're actually currently dating. Just like, hey, here's three boys and four girls. Let's all get nude and run into like a, a lake that is obviously covered in algae. Like it's just no. none of that, please. Um, uh, part, but anyway, part four, notable for uh, starring Corey Feldman. Um, uh, f- uh, at like 11 years old uh, and Crispin Glover pre Back to the Future where he played the, the dad in Back to the Future uh, he wasn't he was, he was not a star yet but he's just one of the one of the random kids um, how is Jason not dead at the end of three do we is there an explanation well, wait okay. um, he this is where they start getting into like a little weird thing he he's taken to the morgue and the coroner has the hots for a nurse in the hospital and they plan on, on having sex uh, while everybody, after everybody leaves uh, in the morgue. Cause that's his deal. Uh, she thinks it's kind of skeevy, but how could you resist him? He's five foot six and ugly. Um, I mean, I don't understand why there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, a lot of guys um, in, in, in who are making these movies who just thought that guys who looked like them should get hot babes and sure. so wrote that into the pictures because at no point. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, he comes back to life. He t- they, they take, they remove the axe, which I guess was what was killing him. Um, and he comes back to life and kills the coroner and the nurse. And then he goes back to Crystal Lake. Like oh it just God, the, the, get a new spot. No wonder they I put know, him in Manhattan in space. Know, it gets exactly. old. Yeah, it does. So again, so a different part of the lake, two cabins, one permanent home of Tracy, who's the mom, Trish, who's the, the older sister, and Tommy. Tracy, Trish, and Tommy, like one of those families who's got everything, whatever. Um, they live there. Mom's divorced. Dad lives in the city. The kids go visit the dad occasionally, whatever, but she lives out here. She likes to go jogging around the lake at night. I'm sure that won't come back to haunt her. Of course not. Um, and then across the, like, like, like across the lot in this little thing, there's another house that is basically an Airbnb before Airbnbs existed. But like they rented the cottage for the weekend. And it's just a bunch of uh, teenagers up there to like get drunk, get stoned, and have sex. So there's the first one. The mom had a reason to kill. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. second one, Jason had a reason to kill. And then these well, ones, these like I just hang out at a lake and kill people. Yes. Yeah, that he sucks. just he just he doesn't he doesn't like teenagers. He's got a he's got a he's got a. Um, He's got a, a he just hey he's teenagers he wants to kill teenagers I don't know but he does I mean I'm not a, the biggest fan but that's why I don't go to Starbucks at like three thirty right. p.m. Uh, right, during right. the school year yeah. I just avoid yeah. them I don't have to go to a lake and murder them all Okay so what you got to know about this is that um, Jason Voorhees has uh, become a local legend There's lots of like there's like articles being written about it people know like oh there's the Voorhees killer killings or whatever we know it must have been him blah 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 um and you still Tom- hang out at the lake i don't freaking get it um tommy yeah. jarvis um 11 year old who the movie says makes incredibly elaborate 
very good, like professional quality Halloween masks. The, the movie uh, the movie is telling us that like the very best looking Halloween masks in the world are made by an eleven year old who lives in a cabin by the lake with his mom and his sister. Like he just makes them as a hobby, but they're better than anything you've ever seen in your life. And that's what he does. He likes doing that. Now this is this is I think they're trying to say is going to come in handy later for the big moment at the end of the film. Um, so. Uh, Jason kills all the teens one by one in, you know, less than satisfying ways, whatever. This is where they, they start to give like archetypes to the teens, but it doesn't really matter again. The stoner come into play. Gets kills. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, um, Trish, um, is, uh, is there, Oh, they're, they're visiting them. They're visiting their dad in the city. They come back. Mom, uh, has been killed. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that they say when I was looking it up. There's a bunch of stuff that gets edited out. Some of like the most brutal kills are just gone. They're they're now like deleted scenes, barely barely visible because of the, the the prints deteriorated because the MPAA was like, no, you can't. That's too brutal. We can't show that. So so some of them, um, because they can't show that, we're just to, to assume. That when somebody turns around, sees something, and screams, they're dead. And that happens to, to Tracy, the mother of Trish, the final girl, and Tommy, the young boy, who one of the reasons why he does what he does at the end is because um, Jason killed his mom. Okay. He's, right? But we never see the mom get killed. We never see them find her body. We never... None of that ever happened. What is this? Who are you? Stop calling. Oh my god, you're so popular. I'm just, I'm so done. None of that. Thank you. Goodbye. We oh my god, is it Jason? So, it's not Jason. Um, so uh so we so there's no there's no big emotional scene where like like, oh my god, they killed mom. Like this, like that would be a huge thing for like the eleven-year-old boy to find his. Nah, no, he's not. Whatever. Um, but uh, he is fascinated with the idea of Jason. So at the end, when Jason is trying to like stop, like running, he's run. They're running back and forth between the two houses, trying to get trying to get Jason to fall, like to, to like lose him, whatever. And eventually, Tracy's like, um, oh, not Tracy. Uh, Trish says to the kid, she says. Tommy, I'm going to get him to chase me over there. When I do, you run into the woods, try and find the road and get help. Okay? So she does, and Jason follows her, and then she finds more murdered people that we thought were, weren't murdered yet or whatever, and then it follows her back into the house, and Tommy is there, still in the house. We go, Trish, is that you? Tommy, you were supposed to leave! And then, so she's trying to fight him off or whatever. And we see in the in the bathroom, standing on a little stool because he's short, with pinups of Jason at the end of part one, where the little boy jumps up out of the lake in a dream sequence. There's a picture of that in a news clipping. Nobody knows what Jason looked like. There were no pictures of him. 
but there's a news clipping photograph of him in a dream sequence, right? That the kid is looking at. It's taped up on the side of the mirror in the bathroom as he is using a, like scissors to cut his hair and then a razor to just to, to, to bald himself, but leaving patches of hair like in the news clipping of a dream sequence shows Jason to be. Then he comes down the stairs and he's got little tufts of hair all over his bald head. And he's like, Jason, Jason, do you remember me? And then the killer with the hockey mask turns around and sees a little boy that is butchered his haircut um and i guess he's transfixed by the image of himself as a boy but there's no photos of himself like is he remembering 30 years ago when he looked into a mirror because like he hasn't looked like this is a this is a very important thing that this is how he is killed in this movie because he is so dumb. This, this dumb heel syndrome tur- turns around and is distracted by a guy, by a little boy who shaved his head to look like a picture he saw in a news clipping of a dream sequence that nobody has seen. And he altered his appearance to kind of look like him so that he would so that he would distract jason long enough for trish to get to kill him to get the uh the machete and hit him in the back of the head with the machete but all that does is sever the little straps that hold on the hockey mask that falls away and shows how horribly deformed he is and that makes her scream so then um uh, she drops the 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 machete and then Corey feldman 11 year old Corey feldman bald with tufts of hair runs down and picks up the machete gets Jason to turn around and he hits him boom, right here just drives the, he hits him one time with a machete and it goes all the way halfway into his whole face right and this is one of the most like clever not right but gruesome as an idea that he falls forward and the handle hits the ground and like drives the whole thing up Ooh. into his brain or whatever. Yeah, it's better. So he's killed him. He's dead, right? And so uh, Trish is like, oh, Tommy, thank you. You saved my life. And Tommy's hugging his sister. And like, there's a little twitch of one of the fingers that's probably just, you know, neurons firing in the brain. So then he picks up the machete and just hacks at the body of the dead thing. Die! 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 That's it. That's the end of four. Uh, Corey Feldman, 11-year-old Corey Feldman uh, hacked him into bits. That feels, now that you said that about like the most brutal killings being out, that feels like that was supposed to be correlate to how his mom was murdered, right? Right. Probably. And so it was something that we never actually saw. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Josh and Charles, this is that one, the first one. Does he confidence? Does it get better from this point or all the way is down? It's uh it's it's a plateau for a while and then it just it gets wacky. That's all I'm gonna say. Um five starts out 
with Corey Feldman um, going to see the grave of Jason Voorhees. And then he sees two, uh, he hears two grave robbers coming to, then they, and he hides in the bushes during a horrible rainstorm. And the grave robbers dig up, dig up Jason, who then comes back to life and kills the grave robbers. And then somehow is able to see him hiding in the bushes and walks over to him. And he looks up and he's sure he's going to be killed. And then he wakes up. And now he's teenage. He's a, he's a different, a different guy, supposed to be older Tommy Jarvis, looks nothing like Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman was like 12 or 13, and this guy's supposed to be 18, and they have a completely different face shape. They're, they're like, it's, it's just a weird way. Like, hire somebody who kind of looks like whatever. Um, he is being taken because he lost his mind um, by doing, by having this trauma happen to him. They never mentioned the sister. I don't know if she like wrote him off or whatever, but she's like never mentioned in five. But he goes to like a halfway house for damaged, mentally damaged kids. And there are a lot of different kinds of mentally damaged kids there. Um, uh, but there's basically like, I, uh, it's, a, it's a new wave thing of this psychiatrist there who like allows them to come and go as they please, whatever. He's trying to like get them to buy into their rehabilitation as opposed to forcing them to stay or whatever. Um, and they're, they're tried everything with this kid, Tommy Javis. So let's give it a shot. Why not? Um, uh, his first day there, uh, a rotund guy, uh, fat guy who's got lots of candy bars in his pockets because fat guy, um, is just really annoying. Like he's trying to help the t- these two girls hang up the, 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 the sheets to dry, but he's got chocolate on his fingers. And so now they've got to rewash the sheets. And they yell at him, and then he goes over and talks to Vic, who's a is a is a bigger dude who's got an axe who's just chopping away at like a tree stump for fun, I guess. And he annoys Vic to the point where Vic chops him to, chops him to pieces. Just he's just he loses his mind and goes crazy. Now the cops come and take Vic away, and then the paramedics show up to look at the body of the kid who got chopped up. And one of them is like, they, they, like they've never seen a little blood before. Come on. Come on, Roy. Let's go over here. Let's look at this spot. And they lift up the body, and he's all hacked up to pieces. His One of his arms is like chopped clean off or whatever. And Roy is like, oh, let's oh, oh. just like throw up whatever. <laughs> You're a pussy. <laughs> says, that, says that paramedic. So then um, after that, there's a couple of guys on the on the road who like run into car trouble, they get killed. Some some campers out having sex in the woods, they get killed. And then one by one, the people who run this halfway house, uh, who are patients there, who, who the people who run it, they get killed until it's just like the sec the the, the uh, second psychiatrist there and Tommy and like the little boy who was the the grandson of the old guy who like makes the meals there he was like visiting his grandpa for the weekend or whatever they're the only ones who are still left and they're running around and jason is stalking them there's a guy who's got a hockey mask and he's he's jason he's stalking them everywhere killing everybody um and uh eventually um uh, it comes down to just those three people left 
Um, and then uh, Tommy is able to throw him out the top floor of a barn window onto like threshing equipment. So he like lands and just gets impaled by all that stuff. And that's, that's that. Um, uh, At least there was a motive back. Right. But we never, but the thing is we're trying to find out who, what, what, what is, what is, who could this be? Right. And then they never really show it to us. They just have the the sheriff come and talk to the psychiatrist lady in the in the hospital. Um, suspect number one, of course, is Tommy because he's the one who got went crazy. He would he's attached to the whole Jason thing, whatever. But it turns out it was Roy the paramedic, and the kid who was chopped up at the halfway house was his estranged son. And um, and because of that, it broke his brain, and he he was going to kill everybody. They say who he felt was responsible for the murder of his child. But we know who that is. It's Vic. It's the guy who chopped up with an axe. That guy got taken into custody. Um, like wait for his court date and kill him then if you feel like you got to kill somebody. But also, they killed a bunch of like randos. Like just the the guys who got who ran into car trouble, the the hikers, like it's all a bunch of red herrings to make yeah. you think that, like it's not related, but it just ends up being one of the paramedics who did it. And this side does not seem like. I guess it would be interesting to see any kind of change in him or whatever. But he also had like two scenes that weren't him under the mask. It's it's a, it, but anyway, like this was the, supposed to be the beginning of a of a trilogy. This first one was supposed to be this the beginning of this thing because at the end, it is heavily implied that this secondary trauma has broken Tommy Jarvis and Tommy Jarvis is now going to become Jason because at the very end of the film, he is wearing a hockey mask and it is implied that he is going to stab psychiatrist lady. And they were going to like start a new trilogy of things with Tommy Jarvis now being Jason taking over the mantle of Jason because he killed Jason and then eventually broke his brain or whatever. Number six yes. says that number six says that movie didn't exist. Never happened. Never happened. The movie never number six is the greatest beginning of a film as opposed to the end because new actor playing Tommy Jarvis is driving with his friend played by the actor who played Horshack on Welcome Back, Cotter, in a weird bit of stunt casting that is never repeated throughout the rest of... Like, everyone who, who sees Ron Palillo in the mid-'80s goes, that's Horshack. He's, he's only one guy. So you, ca you, you cast him because everyone's going to think it was him. But no, anyway. Um, the, oh, the guy who played Tommy Jarvis in Part 5, when they were making Part 5 and casting it, um, they would they were telling people that it was uh, that it was a slasher film or whatever. It had all these elements to it, but nobody saw a real script until they showed up to work. And so everyone was like, "Oh, it's it's a Friday the 13th. Tommy Jarvis was was hired to play a guy who had who had committed a brutal self defense murder when he was a kid, and. Then, as an as a young adult trying to like get 
So he went and like when after he was cast, spent weeks like shadowing people at a psych at a at a, at a, at a mental institution to like try and figure out how to get into the mind of these people. And then he shows up to work and he's like, "It's Friday the Thirteenth Part Five surprise." So they asked him to come back and do Part Six, and he was like, "No, screw you, I'm not doing that." Yeah, no like, way. Anyway, so um, they get a new guy to play him in Part Six, uh, and they the, his thing is now because Part Five never happened, right? I'm going to go and dig up the corpse of Jason from when I killed him when I was a little boy. And I am going to burn his body and cremate it so that he goes to hell. Because, again, in this one, he's also not quite all there. So he and his buddy, Hawes, Arnold Horshack, escaped their separate mental institution to come and do this. Um, And so he digs him up. He's horribly decomposed, um, and he just goes crazy. He runs over to a metal fence, rips off a metal fence post, and stabs the body of Jason a whole bunch of times, and then leaves this big, tall, metal spike stabbed through his heart. And says, all right, now let's burn him. And I'm like, I feel like you sent him into hell. If he wasn't dead already, you stabbed him a bunch of times in the heart. I don't like, know. He right, does let's... keep coming back. I feel like. But, but, but anyway, at this point to him, uh, he's like, oh, oh, I forgot the gasoline in the truck. Let me go back to the truck. And while he's going back to the truck, uh, lightning hits the the spike through his heart, which brings him back to life. And now he's Frank and Jason. And um, and he immediately kills Horshack. And, and, and Jason. And, and throws him into the coffin, which then closes. And then he's now he's just uh, chasing, um, chasing, ch- chasing Tommy Jarvis, the kid who killed him years ago, um, and he is now a mindless zombie killing machine. He's no longer a human of any kind. So that now, now we're starting to get into like crazy stuff that's happening. Okay. Um, and random people that he just meets on the on the road and kills anyway because he doesn't have any motivations for anything. He just kills him. So um, this one I will say is the best written of the group of part six. Like the dialogue is interesting and funny and has like, like there's some nuance to it. It feels like a movie that was written 10 years later when all the dialogue was like influenced by Tarantino. So it was all snappy and like, everybody's got a comeback. Everyone's got like, everyone's got a riff on something. And it was, it was interesting. Like it was like, there was a lot of it was just very boring dialogue this one actually had dialogue that crackled and it never repeated for the rest of the franchise it was only this one thing this one guy who wrote the script and they never went back to it um but uh this one deals with the sheriff they're they're starting up oh this is what this one was in this movie and crucially only in this movie it it changes back in the rest of the franchise they have said we changed the name of this town from Crystal Lake to Forest Green. So nobody will remember that nobody will think that this is the town where all those murders happened. And so you coming into this town and stirring up all this old business, that makes us really upset because it's not it's not Crystal Lake anymore. It's Forest Green. Spoiler alert for movies seven, eight, nine, and ten, it's still it's all back to Crystal Lake again. I don't know why they cut chase it back. <laughs> That's like, a clever no idea though, of like to yeah. to yeah. be like we it kind of killed our tourism when everybody yeah. noticed as the murder town. Right. <laughs> so now they're reopening, not Camp Crystal Lake, 
Camp Forest Green. Where all the well, where the where the, where the big counselors going to come there, and a lot of kids like between the ages of like eight, eight to eleven, all right. Like these are like younger kids, the same age that that I guess um, Jason was when he died. But they're all, they're there. Uh, they're supposed to get there, and so the the two head counselors, they were they are the first ones killed by Jason on the road in the woods going to the thing, right? Sure. Um, the woman of the two uh, who is killed, her sister is. Another counselor is like, hey, my sister hasn't shown up yet. I wonder where she is. Oh, well, guess I'll never bring that up for the rest of the movie that takes place over the next few or four days. Like, your sister is a few hours late. Fine. Your sister hasn't shown up the next morning. Speaking to you as a woman who has a sister, you start to get worried. Several days go by and she's just, oh, well, better just tend to these children. Like she's not at all freaked out where the kid, like where her sister is at all. Um, so there's only one. There's two. There was supposed to be two male counselors and four female counselors, but there's an equal number of boys and girls. I'm gonna figure that out. Um, anyway, um, so Jason now is a is a is a is a killing machine who's just trying to like exterminate all the counselors. He doesn't kill any of the kids. Good for the, good for Jason. No women, no kids. Women, definitely women, but no kids. No kids. Can't kill kids. Um, So that's good, I guess. Um, But the one of the counselors is the daughter of the local sheriff, and she's a rebel. And the sheriff's trying to rein her in. She's got the hots for the crazy guy Tommy Jarvis, and she thinks he's probably full of shit, but he's so cute. Dad, don't worry about it. It's cool. Um, And uh, so it's just basically comes down to the two of them trying to kill Jason. Um, and he thinks that Tommy does. The only way to really kill him is to return it to him where he should be, at the bottom of the lake. <clears throat> so his big plan is to somehow get Jason in a boat to the, to the bottom of the lake and tie one end of a chain around his neck and the other end of a chain around a boulder. And that's his big plan. But it it, requ- it, it requires him to like wait until... The entire police force of that town has been killed, including the, the girl's father, the sheriff. Um, and all the counselors have been killed. And a lot of other people have been killed. And finally, like, Jason, I'm the one you want. You know it. Like, if, if he's the one you want, he would have killed you a long time ago. He killed a lot of people. Um, follow me out into the water, Jason. And there is a one cool, kind of a cool thing where, like, he's out in the middle of the lake. And Jason just walks into the, into the lake and eventually goes under. And like you don't know where he is. Oh, and that's so the creepy idea, and cool. Yeah, that was that was actually kind of creepy. And of course, because I know this, he's looking around. Where is he? I'm gonna put this, I'm gonna put this chain around his neck and then throw this boulder out of the thing, and I will win. He's looking around with this with his noose that he's fashioned from this chain, and of course, from behind is Jason. And so they fight on this rowboat. Um, and um eventually he's able to the, the rowboat sinks which means the boulder sinks and he's able to get the thing around Jason, which means Jason sinks. But as Jason is sinking, he grabs Tommy's leg and he's going to pull him down to the depths of the lake. And Jason drowns. Not really because uh, here comes Megan, the sheriff's daughter in a, in a little outboard motorboat. And she comes over there and tries to like, she dives in to save him, pulls him up on the boat. And then she uses the outboard motor to like, cut into uh, Jason's neck 
and then he he, he drops. And he's just laying there. Just he's just he's just he's asleep. He's dead. He's in the he's a, he's a, he's awake because his eye is still looking around because he's a zombie, you know. So his eye is still looking around, but it's fine. It's fine. Jason's dead. End of movie. We killed him. No, we didn't. He's still alive under the thing, but he's fine. He's 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 attached to a chain, which is attached to a boulder at the, middle, at the bottom of the lake. Surely there's no way for him to get out. Part seven. Part seven starts with um, a little girl who has telekinetic powers. Why? How we know this? Because her father is abusive alcoholic who is hitting her mother and then uh, runs out, say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't why are you why have you taken this boat out to the middle of this lake um, that we now, we we have a, a cabin on? You should not do that. Please come back to the dock. No, I hate you. I hate you. I wish you were dead. And then the the dock that he is on like explodes and collapses and buries him under a whole bunch of rubble uh, at the bottom of of the lake, uh, very near to the shore of the lake. Nobody recovers his body, which is integral to the end of the film. But seems suspect. Um, so, like, this is now ten years later. The movie is the movie takes place in current day, in uh, in nineteen eighty or whatever. But then, like, fast. There's a there's time jumps of like ten years twice, but still takes place in nineteen eighty nine. You figure that part out because that's that's the thing I don't understand. Is there like um, a Jason drowned? In 1957, 32 years ago. But that's not possible because we had a time jump from from Corey Feldman of like six years till he became Tommy Jarvis. Right. And then after Tommy Jarvis dropped him in the lake, we had a time jump of 12 years. So almost 20 years have gone by. In Now she's a teenage girl with with crazy uh, uh, powers. But they're still saying it was 32 years ago when he was put in the lake because that's not. Time doesn't work that way. It's, Correct. If you're going to have a time jump, you have to account for that, and you're telling the. But anyway, um, so she is brought back by her mother to her old cabin where she was living when she murdered her father accidentally because she was a little kid, didn't know any better, um, uh, with her telekinetic powers, and she's been in that institutions, and um, uh, so uh, she um. She is brought there by her psychiatrist, played by Terry Kaiser, the guy who played Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's, the guy who played Count Spretzel in Mannequin 2, the guy who played the mad scientist, whatever the hell his name was, in Tammy and the T-Rex. We cannot seem to get rid of this guy. He is in everything. He follows us everywhere. Um, But he's really good. Yeah, he is uh, using her as an ulterior motive to write a... write a book about her to sell to become rich and famous as a psychiatrist who like, uh, so he's trying to get her to go crazier because that's better for his book, I guess. Um, anyway, she is have she has a psychotic break and she runs out to the dock, which has been rebuilt. They rebuilt the dock that exploded, but did not fish her bird father's body out of the eight foot deep water. Maybe um, it was just like a nobody missed him thing. Yeah. Um, death, listen, I, I I appreciate it. Don't inject your logic in my horror movies. Less logic, the better. Are you new here? I can't. I can't First do time. it. It's, it's, this is this is not. I can't can't do it. I can't do it. I wish I could. Um, so, um, 
she feels really bad at this moment for having killed her father who uh, let's not let's not forget was a horrible abusive alcoholic who beat up his his mom you hit mom again you promised you wouldn't the last time and you promised you wouldn't do it again the time before that so he is a serial abusive alcoholic and she kills him probably shouldn't have done that but also she she wants just wants her daddy back so she tries to like she uses all of her mind powers if if what this doctor is saying is about me is true all i have to do is concentrate and think really hard about something and so she's like basically what she does is she thinks really hard about a person who is dead at the bottom of the lake and bringing them back to life ah oh, but wouldn't you know it she like where's the hold on where's the I don't have it anymore. I don't know. Where's my monkey's paw? There it is. I want somebody at the bottom of the lake who is dead to come back to life. And the monkey's paw says, ah, you should have been more specific because Jason comes back to life and then decides he's going to kill everybody uh, all around the lake. Um, like good for her for like manifesting, right? We right. love that. But right. like, yeah, be a little more specific in your ask next time. Yeah, so there's also, wouldn't you know it, across the street, there's a cabin full of partying teenagers. They no way. To, yeah, they rented the lake and they were going to do a, um, a surprise party for a guy named Mike uh, for his birthday party. But he gets killed by Jason on the way to the lake when he has car trouble. Man, should not have car trouble near Camp Crystal Lake. I mean, Camp Forest Green. I mean, Camp Crystal Lake. Um, AAA needs to like step up their yeah. game right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. So he and his girlfriend get killed. So they never show up to the party. And again, the party rages one night, and the next one they all wake up and go, Wife never showed up. That's weird. Oh, he probably just got a DUI again. He'll <laughs> show cute. up eventually. <laughs> That's what they say. So um, there's a bunch of just like they weren't even like maybe he was killed in a drunk driving right. accident because he clearly right. has a problem. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's athlete Ben, athlete Ben's girlfriend Kate. Both of them are killed. Uh, oh, there's, there I go. There's Rest in peace. Sto- stoner guy, and then these two girls who are fighting over stoner guy because they think he's cute. One one girl is like perky and dumb, and the other one is smart and bookish and has glasses. Um, and I'll get uh, yeah. Which one does the stoner go for? It's not the smart bookish one, but <laughs> all of them end up dead. Um, uh, there's a doubly dumb part where the smart bookish one goes up into the room to like, I'll show you. And she she puts her hair down. She takes off her glasses. She puts on makeup and a little low-cut dress. And she's like, I'm going to get David for myself. And then she walks outside and goes, David, are you out here? All she had to do was walk into the living room that she had to have passed to get outside and would have seen David in the living room dancing with Robin, the other one. And she had to have like bypassed every section of the inside of the house to get outside to then see the door of the barn close and go, David must be in the barn. I'll go in the barn. Oops, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> you know, some of this, they start to get really dumb. There's, um, there's snobby so girl um, who uh, really hates Trish because Trish, because the, the guy that she wants has the hots for Trish. Um, so, um, yeah, there's, uh, there, what? I guess it wasn't the one before there was a, there was a guy who showed up, I believe in part four, who I actually liked the idea of because he believed that Jason had murdered his little sister. 
And so he was there to get revenge on Jason. And of course, Jason killed him anyway. But I liked that there was like a continuity of like somebody that appeared in part two was like her older brother was there to like kill Jason in part four. I kind of like that. Uh, that yeah, was that's cool. nice. But they never really paid off on it, of course. Anyway, all these all these kids, they all get killed in different ways. Um, and uh, then it's uh, just down to um, to her, to the telekinetic girl, because her mom has been killed. And the psychiatrist, Dr. Dr. Terry Kaiser, Dr. Oh. Bernie, Dr. Bernie's been killed. He does not come back to life, but he does. I was going to say, at least when he's dead, maybe he's like, no, he does die (laughs) cross-eyed. When he is killed by a, a tree cutting, a tree limb cutting chainsaw. You ever see one of those, like, like, it's like super extended, like 15 feet long. And it's got a little uh, spinning saw blade at the end. Like when I was saying, like he finds new gardening implements to kill people. Like he, he walks into the woods with this, 15 foot long pole with a saw blade at the end and he just and he slices up dr bernie with it and then dr bernie falls over and does this like he has his he dies with his tongue out and his and his nose and his eyes looking his nose and nobody was like okay i know you're the funny guy but can we figure out a way so it doesn't look funny when you die he's like anyway. nope marky deaths are my thing sorry <laughs> this is where we get what that what they pitched the movie as stephen king's carry versus jason a telekinetic um teenage girl who can move things with her mind and set things on fire with her mind and all this kind of stuff against jason and i was like all right you got something here because the rest of the movie was interesting of like her trying to use her mind like she tied him he she tied him up with vines and then like the vines pulled him face down into a like an ankle deep puddle um and then she like snapped some like electrical wires and stuck them into the thing and electrocuted him which is a cool idea but I then mean, he got th- then he got up you know it he, should he be like again. a slam dunk because he's pretty slow right 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 no but this is where he's a he's remember he's a he's a he's a zombie now but like and he walks but also he can he can just but he could just show up places but then oh. a lot of times we're like people will be running running in this direction from him behind them and they'll get to a car and he's right there like they just do that now because he's supernatural um so anyway the the fight between the two of them ends up with oh jason's um hockey mask comes off and he's horribly deformed in a completely different way than we've ever seen before they do that a lot in the later movies like he doesn't look like jason None, all of the art directors and makeup directors have a different idea Started of what Jason is supposed to look like. It's yeah. just if the hockey mask is the same, but like what the back of his head looks like is different. It used to be just bald. Then it was like bald with tufts of hair. Then when he was the zombie the first time, it was like green, like deep decayed flesh. And then then one time, I think at nine, he had like long wispy hair coming out the back of his head and then in 10 he's just got like a little mini afro like i i don't know why but like they just change it up experimenting with rogaine yeah yeah a lot of it okay hold on i want to make sure i'm i'm I'm, uh hold on hold on where's oh dang it wikipedia um so uh okay okay um so yes um, oh, this is what it is. I didn't mean to do that. Boop. So, this is what it is. She goes out to the dock. 
Okay. Oh, she in the basement. She opens the furnace and like she sprays. She uses her mind to like open the spray nozzle of a can of gasoline, spray it all over him, and then uses her mind to open the door of the furnace and send fire out of the furnace to light him on fire. And then they run away as the as the house explodes. Her and the the guy who's got the hot sword. Those are the only two that are left. And they run away and then take a U-turn. And then they take a U-turn and they dive onto the dock, which is actually closer to the house than if they had just kept running into the woods. But they have to, they have to be on the dock, you understand? Because uh, because Jason has to come up through the dock and attack her. Like he got blown out of the house into the into the thing, but he was on fire, but now he's in the water, so he's okay. But um she she uses her brain brain power to resurrect her dead father from the bottom of the lake under this thing and her zombie father jumps out of the lake grabs jason and pulls him down into the water again and that's the end of the movie so she 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 brings her dead father a body was never recovered from eight feet of water. Um, and he comes up and he has not decomposed at all. He's been dead for a dozen years. He's not decomposed at all. And he pulls Jason under the under the ground uh, into the water. And the dock again collapses and buries them both. So it's supposed to be like his little redemption is that he saves his daughter's life. And then he dies again. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's part seven. We never meet that little that girl again. She's gone. She actually wrote a sequel where she had moved on to like trying to help other kids with special abilities. Like she was like her own Professor X, and Jason hunts her down to get revenge. And like she like has trained all these other kids to use psychic abilities and they help her fight off Jason. Like that was a script that she wrote to be in it again. And they were like, yeah, now nah, we're just going to have him uh, take a boat to, to, to New York. And <laughs> that was, they, that was the big deal. They were like, nah, we're going to have him take a boat to New York. It'll be, it'll be cheaper. Uh, Cause it, it is, they, they filmed the whole thing in Canada. Except for like of like three or four scenes that took place in, in Times Square. Everything else was filmed in Vancouver, BC. Um, all of the New York, uh, New New York uh, people. Uh, there's one cop who they talked to. It's like, ah, it sure is a it sure is a great thing. I found you guys, eh? Like, like it's just the most Canadian accent ever that they got for a guy who played a New York cop. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, so. Um, uh, the anchor is dropped off a houseboat of two teenagers who are having sex in Crystal Lake. Um, and it, it the, the anchor strikes an underground power cable, which, because it's so close to Jason, electrifies him. He wakes up, climbs aboard the houseboat, kills uh, the, 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 the sexy couple. And then that houseboat apparently like floats down river. We had n- nobody's ever just, just described to me. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever talked about. The idea that Crystal Lake is like a lot of lakes feed into rivers, but sure. it's never been mentioned before. If a Crystal Lake was was that, so apparently the houseboat floats all the way down river till it gets to the ocean. I'm assuming in like Connecticut, 
I don't know where Crystal Lake is supposed to be, but um, the graduating class of Crystal Lake High School, which consists of 12 children, so it's a very small school, or maybe they're the only ones who could afford to go, or they're the only ones who like were selected in a random drawing. It's the graduating class of Crystal Lake High School are taking a cruise to New York on a on a like a very small little cruise ship. Um uh so um he um they Jason takes Manhattan is the name of this thing. That's for the last 25 minutes of the movie. The rest of the movie is Jason takes a boat ride. Like they should have called it Jason takes a boat ride. Like it was this is bad. This was like Jason this was this is bad. It it would have been great if the whole movie, if they had the money to shoot the movie in New York, and like there's a homicidal maniac who can't be killed on the loose streets of Manhattan in the great. 80s. Yeah. But no, that's not what this is. He kills people on a boat. Crystal Lake's supposed to be in New Jersey. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, girl who's not brave enough to watch this. So he kills a bunch of people on a boat. What you need to know is that there is the the girl who the, who's the final girl has visions. I don't, they've never explained why. I guess it was because she, oh, that's why she had a traumatic experience where she nearly drowned in Crystal Lake, and she thought she saw a boy under the water while she was down there, and nobody believed her, and so now she has to you know come out after this thing. So she's trying to get over her fear of the water by taking a boat trip. And her uncle, who's a to- who's the principal of the school and a total a-hole, um, is the, the one in charge of this. Uh, they only brought two chaperones. The English teacher, who's nice, and the principal, who's a horrible person. And everyone gets killed. The people you have to know about are a champion boxer in high school. This high school has 12 seniors and a, and a boxing team. Um, and, uh, this is a champion boxer. So he's there. Um, the, 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 the boyfriend of Rennie, who's, who's the main character, his name is Sean. Um, and then the, the, he kills everybody on the boat. Uh, he starts a fire in the engine room, which makes the boat sink. They get on a rowboat life raft and they're able to get there. Okay. So it's the teachers who are left, uh, the, the final girl, her boyfriend and the boxer guy. Boxer guy is only there so that when Jason follows them, swims, I guess, to New York and follows them, and they all split up trying because because Rennie gets kidnapped by two drug dealers who are obviously going to rape her after they shoot her up full of heroin, and they actually do try to do that. But they're let's split up and try and find her. And so um the, the boxer guy um is the first guy to get found by Jason, and he runs up to a rooftop and he's a boxer. He's like, Okay, I'm gonna box Jason. And so he he tires himself out punching Jason so many times in the hockey mask, which I feel like would hurt your hands. Yeah, really um, bad. And he uh, he tires himself out so much after punching him so much. He's like, "Okay, motherfucker, take your best shot. This is the best kill in the whole franchise." Jason hits him with one left hook, which knocks his head clean off off nice. the top of the roof and into a dumpster, and the dumpster closes. Um, that rules. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so then, yeah, then he's able to, they, oh, so the girl keeps having visions of this boy 
all over the place. The the, the boy from the lake. Um, uh, and um, at one point, she is driving. She, they steal a cop car because the cop got killed. Oh, sorry. I got killed, eh? Um, so they, they kill, steal his cop car. And they're going to drive away in it. Um, and then she sees um, uh, Jason. So she speeds up. She's going to run him over. And then the vision changes from Jason to the little boy Jason from the lake. And then she gets so weirded out that she forgets to use the brakes and slams into uh, a brick wall, uh, which um, uh, I guess knocks out the English teacher because she can't get out of the car and the car explodes and she's incinerated. So then she has a vision of what happened. See, her uncle, the mean principal, threw her out of the boat to teach her how to swim. And that's when she saw Jason, but he never believed her that that her her parents uh, that because her parents died in a car accident, uh, and that's so he's her legal guardian. So like she lives with him, but and then when she was like a little girl, like ten, he's like, "I'm teach you how to swim. I'm gonna throw you out of this boat, and I'm not gonna help you." That that's that's what he did. So um, so they leave her leave they leave him there. Um, so now Sean and Rennie are running away from Jason. Jason drowns him in an open vat of toxic waste that just like lives on the street in New York. New York is, uh, I don't know if you know this, New York is just chock-a-block full of vats of char- char- uh, toxic waste everywhere in 1989. So. Um, Explains a lot about the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it, it does. A lot of, a lot of ooze. Um, a lot of, yeah. So they, they end up um, running away from him into a diner um uh like like this you gotta help us we gotta use your phone you can't use this phone but you can use the payphone in the back well you could if it wasn't broke uh says the to the waitress and he says you gotta help us there's this mad there's this madman a psycho killer he's he's she's after us he's trying to kill us and she goes welcome to new york and i'm <laughs> i'm like okay fine that's um, pretty cool <laughs> uh so um so he chases them through the diner down into the sewers and they run into the sewers they're sh- he's chasing through the sewers they meet a, a sewer worker it's like hey what are you kids doing down here it's almost midnight don't you know that at midnight every night the sewer floods with toxic waste <laughs> don't you idiots know that <laughs> come on i'll take you to the way out of here oopsie daisy there's jason i'm dead now and um so they so he kills the jason kills him with his own wrench um, and then they're the, the, they're climbing out and Jason's trying to climb after them, but, um, uh, the, 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 she throw, oh, she throws toxic waste in his face, like a little b- bucket of toxic waste in Jason's face. Um, and he takes off the, 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 the mask and his, his face is just horribly like even more deformed than ever. Uh, and it's now being melted by the toxic waste. Um, and then. He's under the he's he's down there and the, the toxic waste is coming. It's flooding toward him. He looks at it and he opens his mouth and he just vomits green water. Like it's the water that he inhaled when he drowned all those years ago. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. know. And then he is washed, he's washed over by the toxic waste. They are between six inches and two feet above the toxic waste, which is caustic enough to melt all the flesh off of Jason's body, but not caustic enough to like have fumes that would whatever um when the when the water goes away and recedes 
not just Rennie, but also her boyfriend, look down and see the unconscious, not not deformed corpse of the 11-year-old boy. And they look down and they see him and they go, all right, that sounds right. And they climb back up out of the way and they walk away and they're fine. They, oh, they, they, her dog came with her on the trip and they thought the dog drowned um, uh, when they were, they, they thought the dog, the dog, the dog, the dog ran away when they got to, to New York and they found the dog in Times Square. And so it's a happy ending. They found the dog. And uh, Jason is, Jason is, um, he's uh, in a sewer in Manhattan. He may or may not have been transformed back into an 11 year old boy corpse. You know. But that's the end of part eight. Part nine came with an edict. We don't want to see Jason anymore. We want it to be about Jason, but the mask. Really? Do we have to see the mask? Just this is the thing. The producer said, whatever you do, get him out of that stupid mask. Because the producer thinks that the the mask is not the whole franchise, which it is. Yeah. This one is about, this one starts with a, a, the, the, a, a woman driving to an old cabin on Crystal Lake by herself. She gets there. She pulls the string on the light bulb. The light bulb burns out. She's got to go out to the shed. She got to find a light bulb. She does that. All There's a lot of, oh, here's where he's going to show up. And he doesn't. Like at one point, she's like, she takes a shower he doesn't kill her in the shower, but she gets out of the shower and she brushes her hair and she drops the brush and she reaches down to get it. And we think when she stands back up, he'll be in the mirror, but he's not there. So like they do that for like five minutes and then eventually he is there and he does like get a slashing blow across her abdomen, but then she runs away and she runs away and he follows her and he runs and they run. She gets to a, to a, to a, to a um, clearing and he comes up and he walks up next to her and then they're like, Agent Marcus, get down! And she does like this backflip out of the way and there's a giant SWAT team of like 30 guys who just open up with all kinds of guns on Jason in the middle of this clearing in the forest. They're like, there's giant spotlights that come on him and they go, incoming! And we're supposed to believe that there's an airstrike. Like, like a bomber went over and dropped a missile onto him, which blew him into a whole bunch of pieces. And that's how the movie starts. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. And and the coroner is in there like talking about like the pieces of, of Jason, talking about who Jason was. Thank God he's dead, but he doesn't look great right now. And and for some reason, when when he exploded, his heart landed separate from the rest of his body. So his heart's in a little petri dish. And he starts looking at the heart, and it's like he's shaking off things being told to him by the heart, which is now beating. And then all of a sudden he runs over and takes a giant bite of the heart. He just eats the heart. Because the heart told him to. Uh, and now he is possessed by the soul of, of Jason. And the way he is able to pass on the soul of Jason from him to other people is by French kissing them. Um, and because he is Jason, he is a mindless killing machine. So he kills some guards at this at this facility. He kills another coroner. Uh, he kills a woman and kidnaps a cop in Crystal in Crystal Lake. And then uh, he French kisses the cop, and now the cop is Jason. Um, but the cop is also uh, 
because he's a deputy, one of the oldest deputies of the sheriff who's in love with, spoiler alert, um, well, not spoiler alert, uh, Jason had a half-sister. And and if Jason, this is all known by some bounty hunter who knows all about Jason. There's a, there's, there, in the original script, apparently, like one of his relatives was killed by Jason. So he spent his entire life trying to track him down. And now he knows everything about him. But he only is a, is a very famous bounty hunter to get money to to aid him in the in the tracking down of Jason. Whatever. Um, only if Jason can if if one of the Jason possessed people can French kiss. Um, because that's basically what it is. There's a weird like black tongue thing that comes out of the mouth. It's really gruesome. Um, and that is what French kisses the purple. That's how it is. It's mouth to mouth. Um, so. If he can, if he can possess one of his blood relatives, he will be immortal again. That's the deal. So he's trying to find his half sister, who is dating the sheriff, and so um, she thinks nothing of it when one of the sheriff's deputies shows up at her house. But oh, he's possessed by, um, possessed by uh, Jason, and then her daughter's estranged boyfriend and baby daddy. Um, shows up and helps to drive off the the uh, kill him. Like she shoots the the deputy in the head, and he's okay because he's possessed by da- Jason. So then the 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 guy Stephen, um, who I think is supposed to be like just out of high school because he wears a Letterman's jacket, but he is at least thirty five years old. The actor playing him, um, it's very distracting. And so he has a fist fight with possessed Jason deputy who knocks him out the window. He's got to be dead, right? I stabbed him with a red hot poker from the fireplace. He's got to be dead. But then the sheriff shows up because uh, they kill the, the J- Jason is able to accidentally because I think he wanted her alive kill the the, the his half sister woman. Um, and then the the the, the, the uh, sheriff shows up and blames Stephen, um, and so arrests him. And Stephen is in the 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 uh, the lockup with the bounty hunter guy who insulted the sheriff and he's black. So he got arrested. So, uh, there, so, um, so, uh, so he, uh, he tells him all about this stuff and like, Hey, uh, only, not only can, if Jason can be reborn through a blood relative, uh, he also can only be actually killed by a blood relative. And so, um, so the, his half sisters, so his niece, Jason's half niece is still running around out there and Jason's half niece has a little baby. So there's two more things for Jason to to get in anyway. So, um, so deputy, um, deputy Jason now, um, uses French kisses, um, Jason's half niece's new boyfriend, who is like the most famous tabloid journalist in America. Um, and he's trying to exploit his relationship with Jason's half niece, to like do like a like a Geraldo style. We're gonna open up the the vault inside Jason's mom's house or something. I don't know. But anyway, he gets possessed, and now he's after everybody, and he spends most of the movie uh, as as Jason. This is uh bad. This is a really really bad movie. It has nothing to do with Jason. Eventually, Jason is able to possess the dead corpse. Of the mom, the, the, of his half sister, and then comes back to life as full Jason for four minutes. 
until um until he is um stabbed with the ma- with a magic dagger that is only able to be magic if it's being wielded by a relative of his. So his half niece stabs him with a magic dagger, and then he is there giant ashen hands come up out of the ground and grab him and drag him down to hell. Literally, the name of the movie is Jason Goes to Hell. At the end of it, he does. He is pulled down to hell. He is he's he's pulled down to hell. Now, at this point, they are desperately trying to find a way to do a crossover movie between Jason and Freddy. Jason and Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, and and Friday the 13th. They're trying to make a crossover movie, okay? So at the end of this thing, you just see Jason's mask still at the top, not has not been fully dragged down. Just the mask is still there, okay? And then, at the very end of the movie, Freddy Krueger's hand pops up out of the ground, grabs the mask, and drags it down to hell. And everyone's like, oh, oh, that's awesome. This is 1993. I can't wait until a maximum of two years from now when we're going to get that awesome Freddy versus Jason movie. And it was just in development hell for another 10 years. That's crazy. And so in 2001, we get Jason X, subtitled by me, Jason Goes to Space, which Jason was in hell. He was dragged to hell. He starts in Jason 10. He is kept prisoner in a secret government research facility, which just so happens to be right next to the Crystal Lake. They, they captured him. Apparently, they tried to kill him in different ways to, ex- to execute him, and it never worked. He just kept coming back to life. So like, let's just, let's hold on to him. Maybe, maybe like, at least he's not out there. So he's in, the, he's in the basement of a giant facility and they say, and and so the, the plan, I guess, is to uh, freeze him forever in a cryo, cryo, cryo like, he can't get out, cryostasis. Uh, but uh, looks like the cryostasis scientist lady, she's been overruled by head of the department scientist guy who is going to give him to the to the military so they can run tests on him because if they can diagnose how he cannot be killed, they can create a giant legion of super soldiers. Um, but wouldn't you know it, Jason escapes from his straitjacket and all the no chains way. he's in and kills all the soldiers and then chases um, the, the doctor, Dr. Rowan, hot Canadian doctor, because this was all filmed in Toronto. So it's all these people that I, have you ever seen, there's a lot of movies that they film in, that they film in Toronto in the nineties and early two thousands, and they all have the same actors in them. And so you're like, Hey, I know that guy. I don't know his name at all, but I know he was in this I remember thing. him. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Rowan gets a shotgun from one of the fallen soldiers and leads him into the cryostasis chamber where she outsmarts him and then shoots him once in the chest uh, in, in which knocks him back into the cryo thing and she shuts it. Oh, I should mention, uh, he kills all these guys who have guns, and then all of a sudden he has a machete. I don't know where he got the machete from, but there probably shouldn't have been a machete within miles of of his prison that he was in. But he's got a machete, so she like she she closes the door and she's like, "Got you, you son of a bitch!" And then he stabs her through the door of a giant, very thick metal pod that he's in as he's being frozen, and because the the there's a hole in it. A bunch of the, the chemicals, the freezeal chemicals are coming out. And so there's an automatic lockdown of the room she's in. So she gets frozen and he gets frozen. Cut to the year 
2455. Um, it's now 450 years in the future. Earth is uninhabitable, but people from Earth 2 come down to do to do tests and stuff. And so they're coming down like, what is this facility? Oh, my goodness. Um, and so they're a bunch of, wouldn't you know it, horny teenage students. No way. From 2455 and their teacher who find this thing. They find her. They determine that she is still alive and can be salvaged. They find him who's in his stasis thing. They open him up, but he's still frozen solid. And there's an android with them. KM. She's played by Lisa Ryder, who looks so much like Zoe Deschanel. I I was like, it can't be. And it's not, but it's it has to be like they're they're twins um and so she's the android and she and they're like everybody know what this thing is that he's wearing the the teacher says to the students and 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 they go uh i don't know i don't know it's a hockey mask what's hockey as and she says barbaric sport outlawed in 2020 barbaric winter sport played on ice with sticks outlawed in 2024 and I was like, so sorry, everybody out there who's a fan of hockey. You only got one more year. And last it's season. gone forever. Yep. It's gone forever. Um, so, like, let's bring him on onto a spaceship, too. I mean, we can't. He's obviously dead under all that frozen ice. Let's bring him onto the spaceship, too, along with the, the girl we found because we think we can revive her. Um, so they do revive her because they have nanobots that can that can repair the, the her having been stabbed. Um, and so they, the nanobots can repair anything. Uh, at one point, like Jason's arm, like, uh, the, the machete falls from his hand and just lops off one of the students arm, like above the elbow. And like, it was like, ah, stop your crying. We'll fix it. We'll get back to the ship. And they just reattach his arm with nanobots. Um, so anyway, there's a bunch of space Marines on board this ship. Cause of course there are. Because it's an it's an aliens knockoff, um, and uh, they 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 hate being babysitters for these kids on a science expedition. I did I didn't join the corps to be a babysitter, Sarge. Like there's a bunch of that kind of crap. Um, did you join the corps to be murdered by a thought out uh, <laughs> psycho zombie killer? Because that's what's going to happen to you. Um, so he thaws out because they're running tests on him. Uh, he immediately kills the person who's working on him. Then he goes, he, I don't have, does he have a sixth sense? Two of these like teenage uh, uh, science students are in a relationship and they are having sex. And the first thing he does after killing the woman who was operating on him is go and find them and kill the guy, but leaves the girl. Um, and uh, so, um, oh, when they're, when they, when they're leaving, this is this movie's kind of fun when they're leaving earth's orbit of earth one they pass a bunch of detritus like a bunch of like old old satellite parts and things and then like there's one billboard that's floating in space that says uh um god um lunar estates if you lived here you'd be home by now and they show like condos on the moon. So that must have been like a thing in between Earth 1 and Earth 2 was we colonized the moon for a while. But that's, that's fun. Also now hundreds in the past. That's fine. Um, at one point, this one older guy who's like the ship's engineer it says like, this isn't even the worst I've seen. The Microsoft conflict. That was the worst thing I've ever. That was the worst thing I've ever. The Microsoft conflict. 
<laughs> we were beating each other to death with our own severed limbs. Um, so uh, anyway, he gets out and he kills all the. They, they're going to set. They they find the dead dead kids. So we got to send out the Marines after him because thought out Rowan explains who Jason Forey is, and we got We got to get him. So they send out all the Marines after him. All the Marines are one by one killed in a little game of cat and mouse. Oh, there's one cool thing like on the holodeck. Um, there's like where they're like playing like a little like a game with virtual reality headsets. Um, uh, he Jason, who is not wearing a headset, somehow can also see these aliens and like chops one in half with his machete. And um, and the the guys who are playing and go like, I thought this would be an alien sim. What's the slasher guy doing here? I don't know. Maybe some 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 virus got into the code. So they take off their headsets and he's standing right there. So they kills him. Um, That's so, true. There's some um, fun things in this one. Yeah, there are some fun things in this one, um, including um, near the end. There's um, they, they there's one older student who is the one who's actually been programming the KM14, which is Knowledge Matrix. It stands for the Android. Um, and so he gives her an upgrade. So now she is a battle bot. Like she's like, she can now do flips and shoots things and she does karate. That so rules. She, yeah. She blows all the limbs off of him with a shotgun that like shoots laser cutter things. So um, she, uh, she shoots all the limbs off of him uh, and blows his head off. And then he flies back and lands. Wouldn't you know it on a, they thought was too damaged to still work nanobot machine so the nanobots rebuild jason into an unkillable metal cyborg so that was probably a bad idea not great <laughs> so not so um yeah so everybody's killed uh they're trying to get to a, to a space station and uh the the pilot on their little shuttle thing is killed uh, before he can take it out of hyperdrive or whatever, so it just like blows through the space station and explodes it, but like it doesn't kill them. I don't know how that happens. Um, but eventually, it's just down to like um, Doctor Rowan and uh, Sooneron. I guess this is his name. The 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 kid who the kid who has the the android as a pet, and then her head because when 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 he comes back to life as a cyborg. He's like, don't worry, I got this. And he just punches her head off with one blow. Uh, but her head's still alive because she's an android. So he's carrying around like a football as he's, as he's, hold on. Here's the head. He's running away from, uh, <laughs> running away from Jason. Um, uh, they blow up part of the thing to like detach everything from itself. Uh, and then uh, Jason follows them anyway. They, then they, they he, he winds up walking through the holodeck so they they create a simulation of Crystal Lake, um, including like cabins and camps, and then campers, two coeds in little short shorts and like little tiny little crop tops that barely cover their underboobs. Of course, and are like, hi, hey, big boy, do you want to come drink alcohol with us? And then when the other one goes and smoke pot, and the other throw the first first one goes and have premarital sex, and they say and they say together, we love premarital sex. 
So it's become self-aware. It's, it's become, become incredibly self-aware. self-aware. Um, and uh, then he kills uh, both of them. Uh, they're holograms, but he kills them um, because they're both, they're laying and they get in their other, we love premarital sex and they get into their, their sleeping bags and like, come here. And so he picks up one of them in the sleeping bag and beats the other one with one of them on the sleeping bag and then hits the other one against the tree a few times and then drops him. And then he realizes, wait a minute, this isn't real. There's no blood. I mean, I don't know why he realizes it's not real, but he realizes it's not real. And then so that the ruse doesn't last. And so they're finally able to, uh, another ship has come to rescue them, but they can't open the exterior doors because the thing's shorted out. So they send a guy out to do a spacewalk to like re configure everything from outside. And so they're able to get across the other side. Um, but then Jason, um, the whole thing, the Jason Zillin explodes and sends him flying over to, uh, to toward them. Like you could, they could see him coming, but the dude, the Sergeant, uh, who was the last surviving space Marine, um, flies over there and takes him out and they, they burn up both of them on re-entry into Earth 2's atmosphere, and a shooting star goes across a lake as two teens go, oh my god, a shooting star, it's so romantic, and they start making out, and they go, it landed in the lake, let's go see, and then there's the his new cyborg mask just sinks to the bottom of the lake. End of Jason X. I mean, that sounds like the best one, because it sounds like it turned into a parody of itself. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, it's fun. But it's not, but good. not good. I know it's not, it's not good. It's, it's, I will say it's fun. It's, fun. it's the, it, it's, it's the most fun I had watching any of them. And the only one I would consider ever watching again. So out of 10 movies, yeah. it took to the last one to get to something fun. It did. It did. And you would and, never watch and, any of the other ones again. No, no, Mm-mm. no, get, get, get the flicks out of here. Get the franchise out of here. Yeah. Are you a Freddy Krueger fan? I've never seen any of the Nightmare, the Nightmare on Elm Street ones. So. Wow. Maybe there's a whole franchise for you to hate there too. Maybe. I, I feel like, I feel like at least it's more imaginative because like he enters people's dreams it does seem, yeah, like a more creative so like, horror thing. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a more creative world. Like, you can... And um, with each... This is why they were... they were New Line was trying to buy this franchise, try and re- reinvigorate it. Paramount didn't want to get it up, whatever. Uh, so, so, like... Um, but the diminishing box office returns kept going down and down and down for Friday, for the Friday the 13th. They kept going up and up and up for Nightmare on Elm Street. So, like, it was, it was growing in popularity. I'm assuming it's just better. So, that makes sense. Must be next. It's wild next year. it took that long to get to the crossover, but there you go. They they were trying to, but they couldn't figure out when when New Line New Line Cinema bought the rights to Jason, not Friday the Thirteenth. Ah, so that's why episodes nine and ten are called Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X because they could not legally call it Friday the Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Interesting. Yeah. Huh? There you go. Well, I'll get the franchise out of here because I don't watch scary things. So, and you'll no, get yeah, it no, out of here because it's bad. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad. 
Um, Jason X is probably the only one that was that is that is fun. And I I just thought I mean when you see Corey Feldman walk down the stairs in that in, as as a, as a child having shaved his own head in a master scheme to distract Jason, he also shaves his own head with with a with a razor and some and some shaving cream. Um, from like a full on like Beatles mop top haircut to like bald, he does that in about two minutes and twenty five seconds. So like it's not possible. Um, but when you see it, like, and he comes down and he's sure this gambit is gonna work, and it does. You're out. I mean, that's that's some crazy stuff. That that uh, yeah. Now I've watched I watched the Halloween stuff, Japan. I watched Halloween. I watched all the Halloweens. Uh, in preparation for the reboots when they came out in 2007. I watched all of those. Uh, Child's Play. It's a fucking doll. Kick it. Kick the doll. It's it's two feet it's two feet tall. Kick the doll. Kick the doll. Kick the doll. I've always I've always said kick it. It's it's very kick it. It's very small. Kick the doll. Um it's, it rhymes. Uh, it does. Which means it has um, to work. But I, but I have often thought I need to watch the Children of the Corn franchise because that is probably way bonkers. But yeah, we have, have a lot of stuff to do. We're, we're going to be doing this show for literal years, you guys. Yeah, forever till we retire. There are lots and lots of Schlocktobers in, in, in the future. We'll definitely do one of these for Nightmare on Elm Street next October. But we have two more really great Schlocktoberfest in the works. Yeah, uh yeah we do so i'll next week is called frankenhooker it's gonna be great it's gonna it's called frankenhooker how can you not love it it's called frankenhooker so next week is called frankenhooker uh and then the next week is called chopping mall i get it chopping chopping uh-huh. Mall. Uh-huh. so come on you gotta watch those they're on tubi if you want to watch along Frankenhooker and Chopping Mall are both on uh, on Tubi. So watch those for the next two weeks. Until then, Kate, I'm sure those are going to be terrible. I'm sure we're going to say, get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody. Have a good weekend. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.